Hey, everybody. Welcome to my show, My So-Called Fabulous. I'm Tiffany Blackman. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It's so great to talk to you today, and I'm so excited. I'm bringing on again my fabulous daughter. My fabulous daughter. We have so much to talk about. Kennedy, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Hello. I'm so happy you're back, and what a change it's been since you were here last time. Oh, my goodness. It's unbelievable. I I mean, like, if you would have told me this whenever I was on the show last, like, oh yeah, everyone would be wearing masks and you couldn't go anywhere six feet next to each other. I would be like, you're lying. Yeah. That's not true. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. And you know, we are going to someday, and I say this every time I I record, (laughs) we're going to stop talking about COVID someday, I hope, but we're going to get in that to that in just a minute. But if you're watching, and we want to tell you about this too, but if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, everyone, can you please rate and review? Do it. You won't. (laughs) Please rate and review because we are trying to get up in the ranks of Apple and it's tough. So tell me what you think. Hopefully you think this is a five because hopefully you think it's, dare I say, fabulous. (laughs) fabulous. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Look what you're in, sh- in store for today, everyone. So anyway, so Kennedy um, met someone that's reached out to her before these shirts that we have, and it's Bold Love Apparel. And we're so excited that they let us um, wear these shirts and they're pretty cool and funky. But um, Mike, yes, Mike, which is the founder, he's actually a social studies teacher in the DFW area. So very impressive bio with Mike. But what I thought we would do just to kind of explain his platform because we are in this time right now that we need this so badly kindness. But Kennedy, okay, so he sent me an email when he dropped off the shirts. So would you do me a favor and just read a little bit because you're passionate about his brand. So yes, I am. I, um, Mike reached out to me, followed me on Instagram through Bold Love Apparel, his Instagram a few, probably months ago, yeah. maybe a year, honestly. I don't even anyway, either. months or a few, like a year or so. Um, and just reached out and said, Hey, like, I'd love to, you know, get a shirt in your hand, whatever. So I looked at their, you know, message and their shirts and they're so cool. Yeah. Like the shirts, they kind of, my favorite part about it is you look at them and you're like, they kind of make you stop. They have these messages. I saw my favorite one said something around along, along the lines of love them anyway, period. That's it. That's all that's on the shirt. Well, that's, I mean, and that's thought provoking. It is. And I think that it's one of those things that I love those shirts that someone on the streets, there's someone you're walking past would just look at it and go, wow, I wonder, like, love them anyway. Like, that's so unique. It's so thought provoking. And I think it's such a true message. Um, But yeah, so that's why I love, and Mike's such a cool guy. He's awesome. So I'll go ahead and read his bio that he sent us. But um, just he sent an email. So just just read it real quickly. Yeah, absolutely. So he said, one day I was in Ethiopia on a mission trip and I was wearing a live to love t-shirt that my dad made for the outreach program I'm over. As I was wearing the shirt, I began to contemplate if I am really living a life that treats others with kindness. I was challenged by the t-shirt I was wearing to live a life of love. A light bulb lit up in my head and I realized that t-shirts could inspire a message. I thought, what if there was a clothing line that not only inspired people to love unconditionally, but also assisted in funding various causes and outreaches. So with the help of a few friends, Bold Love was born. I not only want to create high quality clothing, but I want people to be moved to love this world and to live as boldly as Jesus lived his life. We don't want to talk and not walk out our mission statement. Our aim is to use the platform that we have been entrusted with to better this world. And I just think that's so cool and thought provoking and unique, you know? You know, um, I was thinking about this. So my age and then Paul's age, which our producer and yourself, I'm just wondering if we are all in our demographics, and I talked about this, are we all living a life of kindness? Are we? I mean, those of you listening out there today, are we living a life of kindness? Because I know the media right now is so negative, and I am often just get on there and go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, just draw very, very strong conclusions on living that life of kindness. I mean, Paul, and and Paul, I'm going to bring you in because your son, which is 13, he's a teenager. I know he does because you're teaching him, but what about his friends? You know, I'm very, we're very fortunate to have him in the school that he is in because, you know, the biggest fear as a parent, they get mixed up with the wrong crowd. Oh, that's a huge fear as a parent because you have zero control outside of the home. 
You oh, really gosh. just don't have any control. Paul, I'm going to stop you because yes. as a child, as okay, she's 21 and right. we're going to talk about that, but that was my biggest fear. Like I tried to control everyone she hung out with. I knew their parents, but that's right. So carry on. It's oh. so, it's, it's so it's scary, real. but I will tell you that the friends that he has made, because I've, what I've done as a parent with Brandon is I have allowed him to have his own thoughts, come to his own conclusions when it comes to himself, his life. Of course I step in, you know, of course. but I allow him to choose what he needs to choose and allow him to fail when he needs to fail. And he has chosen this group of friends that I'm sure they will be friends until right, right. forever. They'll be in each other's weddings. So thank goodness because <laughs> yeah. they're all so nice and kind. all of them. And, and Brandon is one of those kind of kids that he will talk to anybody. He will walk up and he's a caretaker. He's Aww, a lot like that. me. I love that. He just walks up and he'll talk to the person that's sitting by themselves. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, I mean, that's just the way that he is. And he is, he has such a big heart. So I'm so lucky to have such an amazing kid like that. And I'm glad I don't have to worry about there. There's so much hatred oh, in the gosh. world right now, as, mm -hmm. especially it's like, why are you? You know, there are other things to worry about. Oh, my right. stars. You know, so we need to get Brandon a Bold Love Apparel shirt. But Absolutely. Yes. You know, Mike, can I, you get that for us? Yeah, no. So we appreciate this so much. But also, yes, I do want to shout out really quick. If y'all are listening from home, listening in your car, whatever, if you want to, you know, look into this website more so and their clothing and their message more at bold love apparel on Instagram. Yes. We will more than likely tag them in the picture today. Absolutely. So, you know, go ahead and check them out. They're awesome. They are. And I love the message and I love where it's coming. And you know what we were talking about with Paul. So, so we're talking about being kind in the world. Do you remember the high school days when you oh. had the rival Okay, so you went to Vandegrift High School in Austin. So there were several rival high schools. Just the unkindness. Do you really? Do you think that some of the students you didn't because I was watching you? But mm -hmm. and you're that girl. You're 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 precious. But do you think some of the the students and the kids that were being uh, what would it were not unkind? Do you think I have a lot of words for it, but unkind is probably the <laughs> nicest way to put it. But do you think that they think about this now, or they're not that mature yet? That's a really good question because I think that high school rivalries, they're so fun. Like at the time, they're so fun. They're ways to bring the high school together. So like for Vandegrift, we would all jump in on this and we would just all rally for each other and support each other, which that was an element of kindness, but it was kind of contradictory because we were being mean to another school. And mm -hmm. so, you know, there were kids who would on Twitter and that's one of the dangers of social media is they would be awful to another school, mm -hmm. you know, Twitter wars, Twitter wars, just, you know, and then it got, it went from bashing the school and then it got to bashing the individual who was standing up for their school. Right. And it's like, at that point, you kind of just want to go, okay, this is like, this isn't it. That's enough. You know what yeah. I mean? That's enough. Like whenever it gets to the point that you're breaching that from you know, discriminating against like a whole school, that's awful in and of itself. Right. But then to be rude to an individual for honoring their school and saying right. like, no, you're wrong. Like right. that's horrible. That's horrible. But I think more people, kindness, especially in this world, but you're seeing kindness everywhere right now with, with the pandemic that's going on. And we are going to hit on this, but you're seeing so much kindness. But then on the other hand, you do see some negativity and, um, and it may be politically driven. It may be religious uh, division. It may be some of those things. And you're a political science major. So yes. you your radar is open when you're watching the media. And I've noticed lately. So let me tell you a little bit about Kennedy. When she was in high school, of course, she didn't have her major at the time, you know, um, but she didn't think about that. But but she was so interested in the world news and um I noticed that you watched it every single day. And I know it was because it was on, you were having breakfast or whatever the case may be. Do you find yourself now like not wanting to tune into the media? Are you just seeing so much on social media that you're not, because I watch the world news every night. Um, it's kind of my, I can't even believe I'd say this. It's my lullaby. Not really. Oh but, my. But it's my <laughs> nightcap at the end of the night. You right. know what I mean? Because I do like to keep up. Um, I still to this day enjoy watching the media. I think that it's just, I've through being at TCU. And I think this happens at any university of being a political science major. I've kind of, and I will literally praise TCU for their political science department until forever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I've just had such a great experience with it because I think that there's a really negative connotation 
surrounding political science and oh well you're going to a university like naturally your teachers are going to push one side or the other of Mm -hmm. the political spectrum to their students but I can honestly say to you I am now a senior which is crazy but I can't believe it (laughs) (laughs) I am now a senior and I can honestly say that in all of the I've taken what like 40 something hours of political science at Mm -hmm. TCU and I can honestly say out of all of those hours one professor I could blatantly tell what her political standing was. Other than that, could not tell because they truly have not pushed any side. They've made it such a critical thinking analysis kind of major. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, all of that to say, um, I have learned to kind of look at the media and realize that each, how do you say this? Like each media source. Right has their own political leanings more than likely. And so our professors have honestly taught us kind of, you know, look at your media, like your news that you're gaining with a critical eye because every, like while journalism is supposed to be very um, unbiased, neutral, neutral, it isn't always that way. So for me, it's like, I watch the media and I Immediately, if it's something that I want to tell, like my stepdad, Greg, like, oh my gosh, Greg, listen to X, Y, Z. I more than likely will look it up. And if I can find two media sources that say the exact same thing, that's when I start to believe it. Right. But if it's just one source saying this is the way it is, like I, I look at it with a much more critical lens now. Right. You know, and I always ask Greg, what's your media source there, right. big guy? So, and, right. and, and, it, and it's interesting because we are, I, right now, I think with the pandemic, we are so media driven and we're waiting for information. I mean, I, I have this app and I probably need to get rid of it because it pops up and it, it immediately, you know, we, in the last couple of um, episodes, we've done fear and anxiety, two separate podcasts. And I honestly am not listening to my own um in my own advice advice. And I have this popped up and I'm immediately scared or I'm e- immediately nervous or immediately start reading the article and it puts me in this panic fear. So, which is so normal. Oh. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing to say that that's not valid. Are you exactly. kidding? Like the way that they frame it sometimes can be very fear provoking. Mm, I don't know if that's a word, but right. I'll yeah. make it a word. Right. Um, they make it very fearful. And so it's, it's so natural to feel that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you're not necessarily not listening, but you're just, and I, I think it's hard also because I mean, you and I watch the news together mm-hmm. and I swear it feels like it's the same story recycled over and over and over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's hard because they, I feel like they truly, you wake up in the morning and they skip the weather. It's like, good morning. So COVID. Yes, And it's it like, I understand it's such a topic that needs to be discussed, but at the same time, it's like, it feels like all sense of normalcy. It's just everything is around COVID. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's why it's like, I don't try and block it out. I just know that all of the news that I'm hearing, I've probably heard before. And if not, I'll probably see it on Twitter. That's true. You know what I mean? I think that that's for me why lately more so than usual, I'm less um, will not willing, but less likely to look at the news every single day with like super like ears open, like excited to listen to it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so I'm going to kind of say this segue into a couple of things here, but, and I might catch you off guard on this one, but, and I don't mean to, but but no, no, no. But when you were in high school, you actually, I said you didn't have a major and you didn't because you didn't declare obviously. But when you were in high school, you were really interested in broadcast journalism on the political spectrum and then the sports spectrum too. So there was two different, totally different, you know, entertainment and then, you know, politics, but what, what, deterred you from making that decision? I mean, or because you were going in broadcast journalism. Yes. What is there something that did a, was there a light bulb or was it just like, you know what I want to, I mean, is that just so segmented and so precise? I think that, you know, I grew up and I still, to this day, I am very open about this, but this is still definitely an insecurity of mine. A lot of my friends in high school, they knew what they wanted to do. It was, I'm going into nursing. I'm going into nursing. I'm going into business. I'm, you know, pre-med on this track. And so I had a lot of friends who they knew where the, what their path was. I was kind of more so like, I'm, I didn't really know. 
And so then I thought, start, started thinking about broadcast journalism and, you know, you did broadcast, you know, you would go for Texas beef council. You would go around the state of Texas whenever I was younger for their media team and doing all that. And I remember going and I just remember it was, you were always on the move. And I know that because I have friends who work in broadcast journalism and it is truly, you are it, you don't start at the top. You know what I mean? You are starting in the teeniest, tiniest areas and it's such a competitive field and working your way up. And I just, for me, that was kind of like a, huh, like that's interesting. I love politics, but I don't know. And then I started thinking deeper into it going into a broadcast journalism degree, I would be learning a lot about broadcast journalism. But if I wanted to go into political science with that route, like Mm -hmm. broadcast journalism, I wanted to know a lot about political science. And I wanted to know how to be someone that thinks like a political scientist. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. thinking critically, thinking unbiased, kind of, I just thought that that was something that I would benefit from getting such an analytical degree. Right. I just thought that I would benefit from that long-term. Well, that makes perfect sense. That So you did, yeah. Once you, and once you got to TCU, you made that decision. So political science is it, everyone. So <laughs> I'm going to take you to this because I have to brace myself on this. My daughter is 21. Yeah, she just turned, I am. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> we, um, she turned 21 the 29th of April and um, very oddly celebrated. And I had to be uber, <laughs> uber, um, creative on this one because my, of course me party planner, I wanted the big party with all your friends. And of course I've been for months talking to you about this and en- engaging with your friends and you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic and they're going, guess what? Surprise. Yeah. Surprise everyone. You're not going to Joe T's with 150 of your friends. It's just not <laughs> happening. It's not happening this year. So, so what we did was, um, it's actually it was Hillary, our dear friend, your which just become a dear friend of yours, and our um, my social media manager, she said, you know, why don't we do a drive-by surprise parade? I'm like, seriously, <laughs> that was my first thought, but I, she was super excited about it, so we did. So we sent an email out, and we literally had 62 yeses very quickly, and we made it a surprise. Your dad came in and surprised you. Yes. So. My question to you, it was so emotional. It was just so incredibly emotional, but I want to hear. So we, were you disappointed in the, tell me, tell me how you feel about the celebration. You can tell me, I don't care. I'm not going to hurt my feelings, but, but how did you feel about the celebration? And I mean, were you sad? I mean, honestly, I, I no, not at all. I was not sad. I think that also in my mind, I had already pretty much come to the, like, I'd already like coped with the idea that, you know, like this isn't a normal 21st birthday and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like that is more than okay. I'm fine with that. Um, so I think that I had already come to that conclusion because the parade was a surprise. And Mm -hmm. so then whenever I came home and there were a bunch of balloons, I was like, Oh, like that's so sweet. Mom is, you know, trying to do everything she can to make this birthday special whatever. Well, so then my dad comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Y'all are going to make me cry. Like it was just incredible having my people there. Um, then it came and you were like, well, okay, Kennedy, this is the start of your 21st birthday parade. 65 of your friends are coming by and driving by to celebrate you, whatever. And I truly, at first I was like, Okay, cool. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, but awesome. Like, that's so exciting. I don't think I have 65 friends, but okay. I'm, I'm kidding. But I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest question for me is I was like, wait a minute. Most of my friends are at home. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. but they all went home. Right. Because, you know. Your one, TCU friends. My TCU friends have gone home. And so I was like, okay, weird. Awesome. But I'm not even joking. It was car after car with just balloons and, you know, wine, champagne, balloons and signs and music. And it was, I truly, there are no words to describe how meaningful and special it was to me just to see so many people put in such an effort to make me feel special on a day in such a time of confusion and uncertainty. It was genuinely one of the most humbling moments of my life of just like, Holy moly. Mm -hmm. Like 
again, I truly, I can't find words to describe how amazing it was. Well, and you know, we were standing outside on, on our, uh, on our balcony and we, we had prepared and people were texting me, which way do we go? I don't know which way you go. I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> and then Chrissy, our friend Chrissy sent me a text. She goes, Oh my goodness. There's kids in the parking lot down the street prepping signs and balloons. And, you know, I'd seen a couple on social media, but I was so, I mean, we were all standing up there and we were pretty, pretty emotional just because, I mean, in our niece and nephew, Sally and Chase, they're boys Aww. and Nikki Ferris. I mean, just all of the people. Oh, and the sweet Augen boss oh, and their sweet babies. Yeah. One of their little girls wrote me the cutest little note. Yeah. I mean, just insane. insane. It was amazing. So what you know, and Paul and I have discussed, discussed this so many times, the creativity you have to turn your brain to during this pandemic when you're limited socially, what you have to do is turn your brain on the other way to go, okay, how can we make this something unusual? So it was very unusual. And of course you had us, there was five of us there for dinner that night, but, but, you know, capturing this, and I do have to thank the women that helped me and men that helped me with this stellar creations. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The balloons. The balloons. Oh, my gosh. oh my gosh. Please go to my website, Tiffany C. Blackman and take a peek at the blog post we did the balloons and then the sign Vivian and Vine did the sign and the florals. And of course, Marnie Elise photography was there. She did a great job. I mean, it's just captured and I just can't say, I just cannot say what it meant. And I, I mean, getting a little emotional cause I have a 21 year old right now, but, yeah, but, um, but just, you know, just to see you and how many now rem remember everyone, she's a senior. So she's been in Fort Worth for three years. She grew up in Austin. And the number of people that came by and and supported you as as a twenty one year old is just amazing. I yeah, I'll I'll start talking because you're about to cry, <laughs> and we don't want that. Mm -mm. Um, it truly, I was at a loss for words. Of I'm just this twenty one year old now twenty one year old girl who moved here three years ago for school. Her her stepdad and her mom lives here. Like that's great, but. To have so many people when the majority of my college friends are gone, like they're at yeah. home, whatever. So to have so many of the people in this community that I love and adore and look up to, Mike McAuliffe, are you joking? <laughs> so sweet. Like just all these people that came out and supported me and just did everything that they could to make that day so special for me. And it was, I will, I truly can say that that was the most memorable and most special birthday to date. And I don't know that I see one topping it in the future. So wait till you're 50. Um, oh, you know, oh it's gosh. weird to laugh because you have to seriously, the photos on my, on my blog, but Mike McCalla from Riata, that's been a guest on the podcast is hysterical. He had this long piece of paper on his truck and it looked camo. Happy birthday, Ken. Oh my gosh. It was hysterical. It was hysterical so, and so sweet. Like I, and my grandparents, my popsicle and my patty, <laughs> yeah. they drove in yeah, and then my city and Koopy drove their dune buggy in. That like was it was just yeah. absolutely absurd. My best friend literally drove in an hour and a half from Dallas in the middle of rush hour traffic mm -hmm. to just say, hi, I love you. Like I can't come in, but love you. Like, are you joking? Yeah. What did I do to deserve this? And Sophie, you were under quarantine because her boyfriend was exposed. So she could not oh. come up. But anyway, so happy birthday to you. Happy 21. And I, I, I'm just so excited for you. Well, thank you. And you did not leave a stone unturned, Missy. <laughs> no. I'm telling you from the flowers to the parade, to the balloons, to like the my photographer friend, my sweet Marnie. It was just amazing. And wow. I can't thank you enough for that. Happy birthday. You're 21. Yeah. I am. So I can drink y'all. <laughs> Going to the club. Legally wait, drinking. Wait, there's no club, right? I know. Don't I know. worry. I'll be beating the door. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about, let's get into the nitty gritty of how this pandemic has affected School because we were in Cabo for spring break with some of your precious friends and we did get to celebrate a little bit when we were out there. But we were in Cabo and I'll never forget we turned on the news like the day before we left and they were talking about um, Harvard and all of these uh, northern 
university university in the northeast were closing and i'm going there's no way tcu is shutting down girls just forget it because the majority of girls that were with us was well all from out of state california and, and uh, kansas. kansas but i'm like girls it's not happening it is not happening tc will never shut the doors and then boom well and it's funny because of you know and we all look back on it now and we're like Dang, you know, that didn't age well for us at the time. We're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, like they're so lucky that they got the semester off. That's so crazy. They're so lucky. And, you know, of course, because we're on spring break, we're sitting there having margaritas on the beach in Cabo. Right. So we're like, of course, we don't want to go back yet. But then, you know, slowly it started you know, okay, well now TC is delayed two weeks Mm -hmm. and we were kind of like, okay, yeah, cool. But then we were all going home. So we're like, wait a minute, this doesn't really feel right going home. Mm -hmm. And so then it's, oh, well now TCU has canceled the rest of the semester. It's going to be online. And now we're all kind of going, oh Oh, crap. Right. Like, why? How? For what? Like, why? So I remember, so we got back and then they made the decision to extend the spring break. And then um, TCU made the decision to, to go online. And I'll never forget the night. It was a Sunday evening. And you, you know, you sat and talked to me very candidly and explain to me your fears and anxieties. And, you know, when we were talking about the fear and anxiety uh, podcast, when I was in the twenties, your, one of your top fears was the fear of the unknown. And you, you really, that resonated because you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, you have self-taught, you've finished and you've done very well, very well this, this semester self-teaching down in a bedroom (laughs) in our home. But, you know, I remember that fear you had, but now do you look at that? My question is when people have fears, you know, I always say this, it always will get better. It always gets better. Now it's going to be not pleasant during the interim. Um, You know, some lives may be lost. I mean, but things always get better. So my question to you is, so you, you validate your fears. They were there. Like, how am I going to do this online? How am I going to do this? I would also say for me personally, it wasn't even a matter of like the fears got better. I think it was more so a matter of me realizing like, okay, I can do this. You know what I mean? My fears were valid and they were there. And I think that that's the case with a lot of people's fears. It's they're valid and they're there Mm -hmm. and there's no reason to dismiss that. But it's definitely, there's something to be said about you can handle it. You know what I mean? You realize as you're going through it, like, okay, I can do this. I got this. And so for me, my fear of the unknown, and that's in all assets of life or all facets of life. That's, I mean, heck I'm candid. That's why I'm on anxiety medication is just this fear of unknown and anxiety that comes along with it for me. Um, and so, I think that for me, whenever I was doing online schooling at first, I was kind of like, I I thrive when I can hang out with my professors and go to office hours and become best friends with them because I genuinely do enjoy hanging out with my professors and talking to them and, you know, booty kisser too. I, oh yeah, I am. (laughs) Yeah. That would be you. I'm really good at that. You're so good. But also the thing is, it's not a fake thing. It's like, I really do majority of the time. I mean, there's been a few that I don't enjoy, but majority of my professors, I enjoy it. And I think that this whole COVID situation has made me realize more so that, you know, students are struggling. Yes. And so it can be frustrating when your professors aren't responding in a timely manner or aren't making it clear enough. But at the same standard, it's like there are people too. They are dealing with this the same way we are. Like none of us wanted this to happen. So I think for me, it kind of gave a different level of humanity to my professors and realizing, okay, we're all going through this together. Mm-hmm. And are you kidding me sitting at home? No, no siblings really at your house in my own room can lock myself in it and just stay there for the day is a heck of a lot easier than my professors who are at home with a baby. Oh my goodness. And who have, and I understand I also have five other classes that I'm dealing with, but so do they mm-hmm. and a baby and a family and all this stuff yes. and like university requirements. It's just for me, it added this level of humanity to my professors and just kind of allowed me to, 
I guess show them grace a little bit more. That's perfect. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, you know, that is true because, um, you, you, you did come to that realization. You know, I had this conversation with you the Sunday before all this began, but, um, I think, you know, and then talking through you and checking in on you and parents, you need to check in. And of course you do. You check Please in on your check in on us, check in on your kids. I mean, check in on your children and check on your spouse. But, you know, when I did check in on you and you, you said, you know what, mom, we're in a home. We have food. We have, um, you know, air conditioning, we have heat. We are fine. It's, there's a lot of people that don't even get the opportunity to be, to have higher education. You graduate high school and you don't have the opportunity to go to higher education. So you took it, well, you, you said it perfectly, the humanity level of you're thinking and giving grace to professors. I think also for me, like the thing that made it easier getting through the COVID and the stay at home order and all this stuff is understanding that, you know, as I said with professors, not just professors though, like everyone is going through this. I do not envy the governor or anyone in the government right now at all, because Mm -hmm. they are truly danged if they do and danged if they don't. Mm -hmm. So I don't envy them at all. But I think that for me, this whole situation, it's like, none of us want to be in this situation. None of us want to be stuck at home. None of us, like we're all going crazy. Mm -hmm. I think that for me realizing, you know, I'm so lucky to be able to have, again, my own room to, you know, I can go downstairs, shut the door and do my schoolwork and be focused. And then I can come upstairs and you'll make me a turkey sandwich for lunch. Or I have my own food that I can make for lunch. So I think for me, it was just, I say for me all the time. Anyway, I think that just, (laughs) (laughs) okay. We have crutch words. Anyway, crutch words, but, um, just realizing that this isn't ideal for anyone, Mm -hmm. but kind of, kind of just make the best of the situation that we're given and our situation, people would, kill to be in. So just, you know, keeping everything in perspective was so critical for me in getting through this. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I'm going to take this. So professors and students alike, even parents, oh my goodness, my friends that have (laughs) children at home that are elementary, high school, middle school age children, did we know what a Zoom was before all this hit? I literally... With full transparency, you can say I had never heard of Zoom. I truly thought it came out whenever COVID came out. I thought it, like, I hadn't, when did this happen? I had never heard of it. I was like, FaceTime? We're going to do class over FaceTime? Paul, when did Zoom come around? I don't know about when it came around, but I know that it's been out for a while. I, I've, I've used it several times in my just professional life with you have. a lot of technology and things. Sure. And I've run podcasts through, okay. through Zoom. Um, but you know, thank goodness it is there mm-hmm. because it has been incredible. Oh my goodness. You know, like my, my kiddo misses his friends, you know, my son misses his friends and he's able to talk to them all at once. At Zoom. Uh, on Zoom. So we're doing Zoom happy hours. He's having his buddy hour. Yeah. Oh. And, and it's then so t- great. Okay. That makes sense. So it's not just in the education realm. No, I did see this really funny thing. It said, I can't wait for the new Hallmark movie at Christmas time. It said, a very COVID Christmas. Oh, you know, my God. Uh, two people meet when they go into the wrong Zoom meeting. No. That's the premise. It was wait. really funny. Oh, no. Okay, that's that's good. I'd probably watch it. I mean, that sounds kind of. I funny. think I would watch it too. <laughs> well, of course, Greg being the side, the you know the, the optimist. The, well, and then the business side, he he's like, oh my gosh, Zoom, the Zoom, um, the Zoom business is just crazy, and their stock and blah blah blah. And it's true. I mean, my goodness, something that we haven't heard of in Clorox. I mean, man, su- supply and demand. I mean, I saw him on the world news. Go to Burleson. That's where I got my Clorox. <laughs> And so, so yeah, I guess so. But they, you know, just the the supply and demand. And so Zoom is right there in the supply and demand, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. I'm telling you, Zoom is, I, again, I had never heard of it. Like that was not a thing to me prior to COVID. No Um, reason, but no reason. Paul would need it. Yeah. So for me, nothing, but it sure as heck is now. What's interesting is I think that Zoom, this whole force into Zoom is going to create so many more things for live streaming oh, and yeah. uh, connections from all over the world. Yes, of course, we've had Skype, we've had Zoom, things like that. But I think that because of everything that's going on and our lack of knowledge of 
the fully the, the full understanding of COVID mm-hmm. and the coronavirus, that it's going to send the world into this huge new depths of oh, these yeah. live streamings, mm-hmm. these videos. I mean, I've, I was talking to a friend of mine um, that is now has a company that they're doing concerts now all Mm -mm. live streamed and like cinematically filmed Mm -mm. so that they can feel like you're right there with them, but you don't have to go anywhere. And it's lesser money for those tickets that way, because some people can't leave the house, especially as an older person, like, like my mom, right? you know, and her health isn't incredibly well. Right. So she can't go to a concert around a bunch of people. So if she can't, why should she have to miss out? Right. So there's so many things that are going to happen. This this world yeah, is different forever now. And I think it's going to be some amazing things that come out of this. Right. I would agree. I mean, I there's so there's this country up and coming country star that, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. He's actually become one of my friends, Tyler Booth at Tyler Booth Music, if y'all are interested. But he did this super cool thing that I really hadn't seen before. And it was so unique. He posted on his Instagram and said, Hey y'all, like during COVID I'm at home. I think he's from Kentucky or something, but said, you know, Hey, I'm, um, I'm doing, I'm going to jump in on zooms. If y'all leave your zoom in the comments and you're having a bachelorette party or a friend happy hour, I'll hop in on your zoom and I'll play a song for y'all. Just say what's up and you know, keep them PG please. But would love to hop in on y'all zoom and just say what's up. Like how unique is he was on the Brooks and Dunn track. Oh my God. Like how cool is that? Just the way that you can, he can connect with his fans mm-hmm. through, okay, well I'll hop in on your zoom call. That's great. So cool. I love that. It's a lot of new ideas that are coming out. Just like you've seen all the, during the last economic mm-hmm. recession back right. in what? 2008. Eight. Yeah, I think it was 2008. What Uber, all these huge companies, because that's the thing you have to think of. Whenever, whenever you were talking about it earlier is knowing that things will get better. Mm-hmm. Yes, hardships. Life is full of hardships. And sometimes it seems like there are more hardships right. because we remember those and those make a greater impact. Sure. But if you can keep your mind, whenever you start getting that fear, you keep your mind on the fact two things. The fact that you're not the only one that's going through this. The whole world is struggling. And the fact that knowing and fearing the struggle doesn't get you out of it. Oh, I love that. Knowing Knowing and fearing it. Knowing and fearing that struggle (laughs) keeps you there, right? You can be scared your whole life. Yeah. And not do anything about it. And what happens? Yeah. You die a scared person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But you can recognize fear and get past it. Doesn't That's mean true. you don't have that fear. That's a good point. That's true. Doesn't mean you don't have the fear because like I'm scared of flying, but mm. if I never flew anywhere, then I wouldn't be able to see the places that I could possibly That's see. True. Make a bigger picture. Exactly. There always is a bigger picture because that fear is usually slightly irrational right. because our minds go there always right? because yeah. we don't know it's it is that unknown so in this covid in this pandemic if we can look forward and think about how the world could change for the better then we will do it and back to the media thing real quick and then i'm going to go back in my hole <laughs> um what i tend to, when i hear all this negativity Right. And there's lack of kindness. What I have to think about is a a saying that I'm sure everyone in the world has heard, but I feel like media has trying to break this apart and make this reality is united. We stand and divided. We fall. Right. Right. If we as a world country community are pitted against each other, then what we're we easily, well, we're, we're, we're kind of done. We're easily controlled. We're easily kind of put down there. But if we can stand as humans and support each other, which I've seen so many of my friends doing, you know, you've, I've seen you guys. I mean, it's, it's such a cool collection of people, especially in Fort Worth mm-hmm. that have come together. If we can have more of that, right. then we will make it through it 
tenfold. I mean, we'll we'll be so successful out of this. Oh. We just have to remember that as soon as there's division and hatred, we have to be like, that's not getting us to where we need to be. Oh, absolutely. That's not the right path. Yeah, we have to. We have to. We. we I. I know we're going to get past this. We are, and there'll be something else. I mean, but we're going to get past this, and it's not going to be fun. And and during the meantime, but yes, <laughs> a thousand percent. Agreed. I agree. Okay. So Zoom, I'm going to go back to your oh Zoom. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want you to tell you, we have heard so many funny stories about Zoom. And um, so I want you to tell us, I, I'm not going to say his name, but. The guy from high school? Yes. This is hysterical. I think that this is arguably my favorite Zoom story and I wasn't even a part of it. So. And you're not even sure how it works. I'm not even sure how it went down, whatever the case may be, but I don't think it was Zoom actually, but it was the same concept. concept. It was through Zoom. Anyway, so testing whenever you're in college. I mean, I'm sure they have it in high school as well. The universities, some professors require you to download a lockdown browser is what they call it. So a lockdown browser basically is where the professor, when they're grading your exam, they can basically see your screen. They can see everything that you did. So if you X'd out, you can't X out. They don't let you. Right. But they have your, have access to your video camera. I don't know why I'm like sitting here doing the hand motions anyway. So they have access to your video camera. And if you, if your eyes move too far around and then if your body moves too far, you, they, it flags the professor. So they go and watch you take the test. So crazy. So basically it's like cheating. And I'm sitting here going, um, hi, I have ADHD. I can't (laughs) help but look around. Right. Right. It's the only thing that keeps me sane anyway. So my friend was taking a exam. This guy that I went to high school with was taking an exam and he posted it on Snapchat and tweeted about it. But at the beginning of the thing, they say, you know, make sure you use the prompt says, use the restroom, you know, get a beverage. So, cause you can't get up. Right. So that's basically what it said. <laughs> so he posted a, a screenshot of his email from his professor that said, hi there. Um, I was looking at your exam too, and I just was wondering, were you drinking a beer during that exam? So funny. And he responds and he goes, um, yes, I was actually the, (laughs) the prompt said to grab a beverage, but didn't specify what kind dot, dot, dot cheers. So hysterical. And so I'm sitting here going, this is brilliant. I know. This is so funny. I, I mean, it. and there were so many of just people forgetting to take their microphone, turn their microphones off, and ev- the whole class can hear what's being said. And we're all just kind of sitting there going, oh no. Someone's boyfriend's in the room. Someone's I boyfriend's in the room. help with test anxiety. Right? All universities should offer a glass of wine, <laughs> you know, during, during an exam. That would help me for sure. <laughs> Be like, you know what? We understand you have anxiety on testing. Here's your it. Congratulations on your anxiety. Here you go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Wait, I would be so about that. <laughs> no, you would. At TCU, if you're listening, I'm here for it. Uh, we're going to start a petition, uh, change.org. <laughs> we're going to send that right change. over to TCU. It's in the link in the bio. It's in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's great. So oh yeah, so gosh. Zoom has changed a lot of things. So it's it's f- pretty funny to hear the, the stories that she tells me about random people. Some people she doesn't even know. But, you know, when we're home and um, we have a corn team. So our corn team is four, four people, well, three people and a fur baby. So oh, my sweet Lala yeah. girl. So Kennedy's been with us since, um, since spring break basically. And, um, it, and Greg and I, uh, it's, it's just been interesting. Let me take over on that okay. one. Cause yeah. I can say it. You yeah, can't, I can't say it. So my mom and Greg, when they got married and Before and since they've been married, they've been a commuter marriage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever the days may work out, it's they usually aren't together for a full week. Never. It's back and forth. I mean, they talk on the phone, of course, but it's back and forth. And it's, you know, each person gets like two days alone or three days alone, whatever the case may be. So for them. But it's not by it's not by. Okay, let me make sure we understand this. Greg likes to go and train with his jujitsu master. It's not like, by like choice. Yeah, yeah. So to We're speak. not throwing each other out of the house. But nah. it's Wednesday through Saturday has been his MO since we will be married nine years in June. So that has been his MO to go to Austin. So we've been apart well, part of the weeks. At the beginning, he was living in Fort Worth for work. Correct. And you were living in Austin to raise 
little old me. 21 year old. So yeah. then it kind of switched yeah. to where you're in Fort Worth pretty much full time now. Because of my career Because is your career is here. Your team is here. I'm here most of the time. Mm-hmm. Your family is closer. Right. It just makes sense. And then for Greg, he's just adores uh, Rodrigo and his, which who, who was on the podcast, Training. his jujitsu facility there in Austin. Mm-hmm. So it just has worked out. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you clarified that. Yeah. We don't just kick each other. Yeah, no, don't worry. Yet. (laughs) Sorry. So with that being said, this has honestly probably been, would you say the longest that y'all have been in the same household? Oh my goodness. In your whole marriage? Are you joking? We're on 60 days, right? We were in Italy for three weeks. Okay. In 2018, I believe. That is the the majority of time. So we've been together, what is it, 60 days now? I think it's 60. So um, when we... Count the number of times we blink and, um, you know, so because we're together all the time and it's been, um, it's been, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been, it's been challenging for both of us. And we have to sit back and laugh and go, we have never been together this long. And I think also you add the addition of we're a blended family. Yeah. And so Greg hasn't really had to deal with full time having a child in the house since his kids were younger. Right. Which that's been a long time. Right. You know what I mean? Probably. Oh my gosh. 20 years. Oh heavens. I don't don't even know. Anyway. So it's been a long time. And so then you add me into the mix who I haven't. Yeah. I'll sit here. I'll say it. I'm not even scared. I'm a lot at once. (laughs) So to add me into the mix of this, like there's already so much going on. And then this is the first time I've been living at home since I full time since I went to college. Like it's just, it's a lot at once and everyone does things. Let's be clear. I'm no saint. I know that I do things that bother y'all. I'm not going to lie. You do things that bother me. Like we all, it happens, you know, we all, and I think that social media is really good at making it everyone look like they're just having the best time in quarantine. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm just having so much time with my family, how much, so much fun time with my family. And it's so great. And I just want everyone to that's listening to realize like, um, yeah, that's not normal. That's not normal. Are you kidding? My mom having her phone on full blast and she's typing. I never noticed this was a tick for me. This is a thing for me, but I'll be sitting there in the morning and I'm just like having my coffee, whatever. And I hear this, And I don't turn that off. She doesn't turn better. her little, uh, her noise Sound. off because she likes to hear the clicking. Right. And I think that the clicking is the biggest thing for me. Like I start like twitching. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but so it's funny because we all have those things that you're like, wow, I never realized that this bothered me until right now. You have nothing that bothers me. Oh, you're so lying <laughs> to me right you now. Sound like You sound like Kate. Oh. Because, you know, I knew quarantine was long overdue of ending whenever she, I, I, I hear her, I think I may have told you this. I hear her go to the mm-hmm, dogs. Mm-hmm. It upsets me more than anything I've ever heard in my life. Really? I looked at her one day and I was like, if you kiss those dogs one more time, <laughs> I'm out. I can't do it anymore. I don't know where I'm going, I, but I, I, I'm going I, to the I park. Do it. That just upsets me more than it's like exactly nails on a chalkboard. It's a me. thing, but it's a tick and you never notice it until this time. And you're like, this is going to drive me up the freaking wall. Oh, oh yeah, no, gosh. I'm up there constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. You know, call what? me Spider-Man because I am in the corner of the wall. <laughs> you're scared of heights. Uh, and I, I'm terrified. So not only am I up a wall angry, but then I'm terrified when I'm up there. It's not a good combination. <laughs> I'm just not having a good time right now. This quarantine's <laughs> not for me, okay? You know, and I don't know. It would be interesting. I'm going to ask Greg this weekend what, what no, drives him crazy. I ask Greg yeah, you'll what ask drives him, him crazy but about Let me you. tell you, I would assume because I'm a, I'm just a control freak. I mean, I'm a control freak, and I—I I mean, Wait, I know that's shocking to really? you too. Not I know you, <laughs> certainly not Tiffy. But um, you know, Greg just uh, so Greg, I love you. I know you're listening right now. I love you so much. But um, he listens to um podcasts in his book, in his phone calls. You know, I'm doing the ticking. I like to hear, but he—it's loud. He's got it on speakerphone, and we're all listening to the book. I mean, because he listens. No, and to I'll one be listening after. to like the Russian. 
yeah. some guy yeah. like the yeah. what what I don't even know what it's know. called, but he's li- he likes to listen, and this is his thing. He loves history. Yeah. So he loves to listen to stories about you know the Russians and you know all these wars and stuff like that. And so we're sitting there, and I hear this and this language. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what is happening right now? Wait, I'm just we trying to you, take Greg. a geography test. To help me. <laughs> well, it might help you. Oh no. And yeah. I'll tell him, I'll say, Greg, I can hear you whenever I'm taking my geography test downstairs. And he goes, what? No, you can't. Yeah, you it's can. just not possible. Okay. But it's, it's the cutest thing. So I want you all to, in the comments of YouTube, I want you to tell me what's driving you crazy. If anything, maybe you're, maybe not with your corn team. Maybe that's a, okay. Paul, what would Kate say about you? Okay, if he says nothing, I'm going to fall out of my I'm chair. I'm going to literally oh, no. fall out of I my chair. so horrible to what be we... around this much. Okay, good. what would it. Kate say that you are? What's well, your number one? She is exactly like you, Tiffy. Yeah. Because she goes, oh, you're just so perfect. And that's what she says. But I, <laughs> I even upset myself at some of the things that I do. That's literally me as an individual. I'm like, oh. golly, I'm upset. Oh, man. Like, I'll, I'll just sometimes just out of nowhere just get angry. And I'm just like, I don't like me right now. I know. I mean, yeah. And I'll ask her and I'll be like, I'll be like, babe, can you give me some cheese? I'd give me a oh, slice of cheese. Get your please. own cheese. Get your own dang cheese. <laughs> she's in the refrigerator. I don't tell her to do these things. You know, she's been super helpful though. Well, like, good. Been, she's so it's, sweet. She's amazing. She's, she's awesome. a saint, yeah. from what well, I've heard. Kate. Yeah, me. We love you. No. I I I just I am not made to be in the house with anyone this long. <laughs> I need my alone time where I can talk to myself. I have to. That's how I am. And I have full conversations and arguments with myself where I talk back and forth. Oh, I don't don't do that. And it is frowned upon when other people are around. Oh, my gosh. The other day, my mom is sitting on her computer. I kid y'all not. Okay, people, don't judge me. No, 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 I'm not judging. (laughs) So she's sitting on the computer. I'm having my coffee. Greg is downstairs working out something. And so I'm having my coffee quiet on Twitter or whatever. And she's sitting there going... Okay, Tiffy. So here's what we're gonna do next. We're gonna do hey, this. Hey. Well, wait a minute. So I then <laughs> I know. And so then I just like I'm on my phone, and she kind of puts her hands down <laughs> to make sure that I heard. And I uh, look up, and I look at her, and I said, "Yeah." And she goes, "Please tell me that you talk to yourself too." <laughs> and I said, "You know, um, no, I'm not there yet. I do talk to myself. I've noticed during tests, which is why I have." ADHD. <laughs> and so that's why I'm in the testing center. Cause I have to talk to myself. And I said, during tests, yes, I talk to myself, but most other times probably not. So no. And she goes, I really just wanted to use to say yes, that you do talk to yourself. And I said, well then yes, I do. <laughs> Did you know that there are people out there that don't have inner monologues? What? An inner monologue, meaning that you can talk to yourself within your head. Right? No way. There are people out there that do not, that cannot do that. So they have to talk that. out loud. I talk to they both people. They have to talk out loud and they literally cannot hear a mon- inner monologue of themselves. What? I can do both. How I'm multifaceted. Would that well, be? most of us are, but what he's saying is like some people don't have the same. I know. One. They don't that's have not me. that. It, it doesn't, that, that <laughs> I can't doesn't imagine. go in their brain that way. Wait, imagine. that's terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. That's, yeah. No. I'm and telling then I you. Think, I think Ted Bundy and. I was just about to I'm like screaming into this microphone right now. You don't, you can't hear your own voice. It's because the other voices are too loud. Oh dear. Okay. Okay. That just went like, here's the line. There we went. And here's you just like waltzing on over it. (laughs) Oh no. I I... have an excuse. We're in quarantine still kind of. We're quarantine-ish. Ish. Kind of. Well, speaking of quarantine, we've gotten to watch a Mm. family TV show, which has been so much fun because Tiff and I usually, I say Tiff. My mom and I, which if y'all want to know why I call her Tiff, I'll talk about that on a podcast one day. <laughs> just got to ask me back, y'all. Um, but no, so my mom and I, we usually just watch, you know, The uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't judge. I mean, I, I it's go for a guilt, fashion It's interiors. a guilty pleasure, y'all. It's so pleasure. Real Housewives of Beverly Whatever. Hills is our favorite. Orange, Orange County's County. our second. We like Vanderpump Rules. We yeah. love Summer House. Right. Anyway, so we'll watch those. But this time we actually decided you know we're gonna watch family a family show that because greg doesn't want to watch 
housewives. No. He'll walk in while we're watching it and he goes, oh, she did she winter. just say that? <laughs> and we'll be like, yeah, she did. And he goes, Ooh, that's yeah. not good. And then he'll just leave. But so we decided to watch family show. So we watched Ozark oh, on Netflix. Guys, with, it's not a family show. What's his name? Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. You're brilliant. Y'all it's, Oh, Jason Bateman. I, he has gained a new like greatest fan in me because he is brilliant. He's a director. He's an actor. He's brilliant. Anyway, Jason, Retweet this whole thing, okay? I'll tweet it. Jason Bateman, you are my king. He's a great guy. Oh, he's amazing. The whole show is just insane. And if it doesn't win a Grammy or an Oscar or whatever the things are, like, I will riot. Yeah, he's he's great. But anyway, so we watched it as a family. It's not a family show. Do not recommend it. Watch it with your husband. Watch it with your wife, your significant other, whatever. Don't watch it with your kids. I it was yeah. uncomfortable, but it is such a good show. And honestly, just being able to watch a show together was so cool. Like as a family, cause yeah. we would wake up in the morning after watching it that night and we'd wake up and be like, okay, so what do we think Wendy's going to do today? Like one of the other main characters. And so it was just kind of cool to have something other than daily life to like converse about. That's right. And it's been, it's been so great. Um, and again, I'm not a television one. I usually go and work at night, just get on my computer and work. And it's been very, it was very nice to have something to talk about as a family because we don't have a family show together and they all probably think we're weird, but, um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's been great, but yeah. So, so your quarantine, I want to hear what you've been up to, but Kennedy, tell me how, um, tell me how this has affected you. How is your generation do you think everyone, not even your generation, do you think everyone is treating this responsibly? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. All right. So, um, really? um, I think it's hard because, you know, one of my best friends, both of her parents are in healthcare. Maddie, shout out. Love you. Coglin family. Love. Coglin family. Y'all are my oh faves. My we love y'all. So both of her parents are healthcare. And so she and I text all the time about how frustrating it is when we see people that went to our high school or went to our colleges, whatever the case may be, who are, you know, out with 18 of their closest friends on the lake or something going to parties or, Oh, well we're social distancing with like 18 of our closest friends at a house party. So it's just been frustrating for us to watch because we're sitting here and we're like, okay, well we would love to hang out just, you know, us and our, you know, three friends hanging out. We would love to do that, but Mm -hmm. we're responsibly social distancing with our families and actually not crossing that boundary other than like, you know, we're going to go to the grocery store with our mask and get what we have to have. Right. So I would say it's been frustrating watching that of just people our age and even people who aren't our age, not taking it seriously because they don't think that it affects them and it might not affect them, but you know, it, it spreads. And from what all the research we've heard, like it spreads and you going out does affect it. Yeah. And you know what? I am going to say this because if you took, if you listen to the podcast from when this began early March to now, and again, we're, 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 we're not under, I'm not to call it house arrest, but (laughs) oh gosh, but I'm getting out of quarantine, but uh, home shelter. But, um, my, my thoughts have, my feelings have changed. So when this first started, actually, Paul and I were talking about it. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared. I went to restaurants. I was hashtag support local and I was supporting my friends and then the shutdown. And again, I was like, I'm not scared of getting it. I'm not scared of getting it. And then you, and of course, a lot of this is media driven and my sister's in healthcare. And so she would give us numbers as well, but um, I'm, I'm scared of it spreading. So, you know, right now, I'm dealing with a few people in my life that want to go back to normal, go back to normal very quickly. And I am looking at myself in the mirror from early March. And when I was, I'm going out, this isn't going to stop me. And I'm looking and I had to ask Greg last night, actually, and I, am I too, am I being too oversensitive about this? Because you know, every week I tell Paul, are we, should we not record? Should we record? Should we not? And we haven't had guests, so it's, it's not that, but it's, I am so hypersensitive. Now I am a social media influencer. So I do have people that are a little more critical of what I'm saying and posting. So it makes me nervous because I don't want my husband and my daughter, you know, I'm one of those, like, I'll get it. I got this. I'll take it from my family. But if I go out and bring it back to my family, 
Shame on me. But then I see the people out partying. And I'm like, how am I going to control that? And I think it's hard because, you know, there's half of the people in the world. We're very polarized on this. You know, half people, half of the people think, you know, this is ridiculous. We need to get herd immunity. We need to just all go out and just let it run its course. Mm-hmm. And then the other half are like, social distance, stay where you're at. Let healthcare figure this out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm just sitting here kind of like, I try to listen to the facts. I try to just go about my day, but by the same standard, it's, it's hard because, you know, hindsight is always 2020. And I think that we will never as a society be able to know, did we do not enough? All right. We'll know if we didn't do enough, but did we do too much? Did we do not enough? You know, it's, hindsight is always 2020. So we will look back on all of this and say, yeah, that was a bit much or no, that really wasn't enough. And honestly, I can't tell you what it's going to be because I am not knowledgeable on it. I don't know, but I'm just trying to listen to what the healthcare professionals and the government officials are saying and just going with what I'm just trying to abide by everything that's being said. Well, I just want to say to people, because I have to go to the grocery store after this, (laughs) people wear a freaking mask, wear a mask. It's not difficult. Actually, they have pretty cute ones. Shout out to Laura with the cute mask that she's going to have on Instagram. But I'm telling you, it's not that difficult to do that. I mean, it's really not that difficult to wear a mask. I mean, it's just not. And they're cute. They're fine. It's easy. It is. It is. I mean, right? Am I right or am I right? No, you're right. right. Have you you seen the, uh, the, the thing on Facebook where it explains why wear a mask? Mm -mm. But it does it on, um, in a, in a, in a better way that makes it like, Oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's uh, it's it's actually kind of funny, <laughs> slightly and in, it's not quite inappropriate, but Uh-oh. it's funny. But it's not like entirely appropriate. Right? I mean, it's kind of funny. It says, All right, let's hear it. So, if a man or a per, or, or if someone is naked, mm-hmm. right, and they urinate on you, okay, and you're naked, yes, you're gonna have pee on you. Oh my goodness, right? that's true. That's a, that true. is a fact. Right? Okay. Yep. So, if if you have jeans on, right, mm-hmm. and oh, they, I love it, and they urinate on you, mm-hmm. then a little bit gets through, mm-hmm. but you're pretty much good. You just have to change pants, right? Right. If they, if if the peer has <laughs> uh, has has you know e. has underwear and jeans on, then it only gets on who. The okay. peer. The peer. Okay. Peer and the pe. Right, and the person that that. Here is aiming at. They're not going to get they're any. They're not pee. getting any. That's pee a good on point. So, okay, that's actually a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah, it is. And guess what, people? Wear a mask. Wear a mask. It's so easy. And there's cute ones out there too. Newsflash: Wear a mask. Wear a mask. It's me. I'm here to say wear a mask. It's pretty simple. Wear a mask. Just bedazzle your mask if you want to. I know. They have some really cute ones. Okay. Even if it's not bedazzled, like. S- Scott Berkman. Scott Berkman has a really cute Very bedazzled cute. one, and then Brent Lobb. With Q Clothiers. Oh, yeah, Q Clothiers. Oh, my gosh. has the best deal. Oh, yeah. They donate. Or four for like $30. $30. And they're amazing quality. Donate donate it back to Cook's children. And they're so cute. Anyway, sorry. Shameless plug me with my masks. (laughs) But let me tell you what. I We are at this point of um, we have to look at what's going on and people be responsible. I'm just begging you to be responsible. And... um, you know, it's been an interesting ride. You know, we we were talking about, and I'm going to wrap this up, but the silver lining, Paul and I've talked about many times about the different careers that are formed and the different ideas that are formed out of this, but also the silver lining at home. We oh got to gosh. watch a TV show together. You've learned to cook more. You you knew how to cook. I knew how to cook, but I think that, you know, my mom, I mean, are you kidding? She's a chef. Like she's an amazing cook. And I think that in high school, I kind of took it for granted. And so now that I'm home and I'm in college and I like live on my own, like during the school year, I'm kind of going, wow, this is something that I should really pay attention to. So being able to cook like her signature dishes with her, that, you know, it was, it's just been a really unique experience that most kids, college kids don't get. I mean, I usually wouldn't have gotten it had COVID not occurred. And, you know, so, I mean, while it's less than ideal for COVID to happen, I think that there are silver linings and it's very important to look at those things that you're like, wow, I've gotten much more time with my mom and my stepdad than I usually would have. I've gotten more time to focus on myself Mm -hmm. and, you know, just learn about yourself, 
learn. Oh yeah. So you know much what? learning. You know what? And I'm going to say this. Um, I, I, I kind of wrap up each time because here's my thoughts today. So we have been under quarantine. I'm going to say give or take 60 days. I, I'm not sure the exact number of days I should have done that, but I, I, um, we've all been together. And I think right now, it'll say everything's open next week. There's no fear. We all go about. I honestly think that we are going to come back in another month and go, you know what? I really miss my family. Oh, I'm emotional. Yeah, I miss, I miss um, Kate doing... I really I miss, miss the- that. I really do. Um, I think there's things that we're going to make. Paul's like, you are so full of it, Tiffy, but no. Nope, nope. I may miss them, but that <laughs> got to stop. But you know what I'm saying? I think that we are going to take this time. This is a time we've really gotten to know our family and to know. It's been great. It has been great. But um, all I can say is, everyone, wear a mask. Do it. And thank you. Happy birthday, precious one. Happy, happy senior year, too. Happy, oh, Can you believe right. it? She's a senior. I just can't. We didn't even get, I mean, I had notes and we didn't get through half of them. But so she'll be back. So. Don't worry, I'll be back. So um, everyone, please follow Kennedy at Kennedy Addison with two N's. Oh, precious. Yes. Yeah, on Instagram. And then on Twitter, I'm Kennedy Addison with one N. Oh, my goodness. But uh, please if you would do us a huge favor, just rate and review this uh, podcast and follow me on Instagram at F. Tiffany Blackman. Everyone, wear a mask, be safe, be healthy. Be kind. Be, hello. Thank you, at Michael. Bold Love Apparel. Be yeah. kind, be y'all. Be kind. Be kind, y'all. Have a wonderful day and keep being fabulous. Bye.